Uh, right now, I wanted to talk about a little thought I had as I leave now, maybe 30 minutes removed from a cool encounter I just had. Uh, I was in prayer with a brother, and we were asking for strategy from the Lord, asking for insight and wisdom on how to build churches, build families, more importantly, build my family, um, how to help, you know, shepherd my daughters, shepherd my wife um, into kingdom adulthood or into new, new, new levels of Christian maturity, kingdom maturity, more importantly. And there's a little difference. Christian maturity is still has a grounding in the earth. The word itself is uh, a term that's been given to us by Romans, which which they are an offshoot of you know Babylonic activity and mindset and paradigms. We are kingdom people with different sets of goals and and, and morals and ideas and endpoints. And um, so that's one thought. Obviously, is that we are we're different people, and as such, we have to start rearing up ourselves as if we're not from here. We're different. We have to change the way we see ourselves, change the starting point and change the end point. You change the start point first off with saying, we're not going to start off telling our kids what we're built for is to be good citizens here on the earth. We're going to start off telling our kids that we came from a kingdom. We come from a kingdom that's not of this earth and we're going back. But right now, we're here to be a part of what God wants to do, which is to bring people back home to the garden, bring people into the kingdom of understanding him, knowing him, seeing him for who he is, Yahweh, all of his love, all of his power, all of his authority, his insight, wisdom, knowledge, creativity, whatever, all of it necessary um, and needed for people to move into the next generation of who they are. We're a people that operate under a different set of rules. Our rules break the laws of physics. They break the laws of whatever system you're part of now. Because all those systems are about their own end. They're not for the people ultimately. They're for something or someone else besides God. So at the very truest root foundation of everything we see most of it has no backing or foundation in anything that has anything to do with God there are little principles woven in all of humanity operates under these laws and principles I believe there's some things that have not been uh, left to the demise of the enemy but what we are what we're experiencing now is an uncovering of the truth of what is Okay, and the more people are understanding that what has been has not worked, not effective for their families, for themselves, they feel empty or, or not left with anything to do or not no, no belonging, whatever, not knowing who they were, disillusioned with the uh, ideas of what we've created. You know, like, am I just going to do this like for the rest of my life? Just come to church Sunday. We talk about all this cool stuff and then I come home and, you know, this book I mean, it's talking about the families. The, the people build families because they love the idea of having a family, love kids, love each other, right? So obviously, let's have, have, make a family. But then the idea of having the family and running the family 
is stressful in and of itself because they never see each other or they never get to hang out with each other, right? So the statistics are true, whatever. It's like, uh, what, uh, 34% of Americans actually spend one meal with each other a week. And then also fathers spend eight to 10 minutes on average with their kids. That book that I read was probably like 10 years old. So right now those the rates are worse and because the way time works and, uh, you know, the depravity of the systems, it's multiplied. So what's occurred is now it's so bad, maybe fathers spend three minutes with their kids a day. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to believe. There's a lot of people I know that do spend time with their kids. So maybe I'm, you know, kind of not in the reality bubble I should be in. But what I do understand is that there is a, there's a dearth, there's an emptiness, there's something that's there's there's something that's not being met, a need that's not being met, and something's occurred where uh, people are finding trying to find uh, their belonging, their need, and anything but God, right? So we we come up come to be a part of these systems because we don't know any better, and we're not taught at the beginning that who we are and what we are has nothing to do with this earth. If we're still attaching any sort of love or affirmation or or accreditation or you know or success or you know we can enjoy our lives here. I love, you know, things, I love TV, all that stuff. But you know, it's like if I knew what I know now, I understand that there's things in me that I've had to get out since I was a kid and no fault of my mom and dad. They're just there. And there are things in the media and things informationally shared, educational systems, all that stuff. There's programming, right? If you want to call it that, there is teaching, grooming, exampling. The word that'll hit home is discipleship. Our kids are being discipled, right? Our kids are being discipled. And we're being discipled into a way of life in some ways that has nothing to do with what God wants us to be doing on us. We're being discipled into waiting for God to come back, right? Our eschatology is a little off. We think that we're just supposed to wait here for God to come back. No, we're here to be the hands and feet. People are supposed to meet with Jesus because we know Jesus. They're supposed to see an image of Jesus in us and on us. But our families are not constructed that way and and rightfully so if you want to run the world by what if you're the prince of the air and you want to run the world you don't want people operating the way they're supposed to as God intended them to so you're going to infiltrate systems and tell people certain things that are wrong or misnomers about the way things go and how you rear up families and what you let in and what you don't let in whatever I'm learning these things now I'm guilty of all the things that just Described because what I've learned is some of it has not been good, you know. But you know, the human condition and the human heart always survives uh, when we stray, and we always remember from whence we come from. And so that's where the element comes in of hope is that we understand that we're a people of God that uh, are missing our home. We're missing the contentment, the feeling of being in the garden and understanding that all is well, God is good, 
and in him everything we have everything we need is in him we're complete we trust him completely with his way and anything that we come in contact with here on this earth while we're here we trust him completely because we're not from here you know what i'm saying and whatever we're doing it's a part of our mission you know so you know that's a lot there but needless to say what i wanted to share was that also if we start with that beginning point of like hey we're not from here and we're we're operating differently. You start in these places that, you know, you start to bring in the operation of, okay, who are you and what does God want you to do with your life? Or what is, what does God think about you right now? And we're talking about children. What is God? What does Jesus think about you? You know, and then oh, by the way, um, do you know that you have an angel? Yeah, honey, you have an angel that protects you, that, that's, that's just charged with protecting you, right? Exactly. So if you're in a time of trouble, ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, ask your angel, help in time of need. I just don't think the Lord wants us to live so closed off to our other, other reality, which should be our main reality from which everything else gets filtered from which everything else has a perspective of what it is or what it should be or what it's going to be and that's that's a part that's a that's a part of kingdom restoration that I'm seeing because you know I noticed something as I prayed this morning this is the counterpart I saw that there was a portal behind my friend but I also noticed that there was a divine window that had opened up over me. I don't know what to call it. Maybe that's a portal too. Maybe it's some just what it, what the colors look like, the frequencies that are over my body when I'm praying, going in that deep. But I imagine that it creates the halo effect that people end up seeing when they look at, you know, the saints, those those very heavenly men and women, you know. I would like in my lifetime to see somebody else have a halo visibly, right? Or gold dust, all that stuff. Those are all miraculous things. But what I wanted to do is more just encourage it to the fact of whether we see it or not, there are things going on in the spiritual realms which should give us some sort of indication, some sort of contentment, some sort of new revelation that this is bigger than us. And this is bigger than even my own limited understanding of what is going on. I need to open my eyes and expand my horizons to have an imagination that would look along with Elijah and say to himself or to anybody else watching, look, there are angels on chariots. There are, you know, they are flaming a fire, whatever, you know. Look around you. You know what I'm saying? And almost in your mind, you can start to say, okay, if I know this is true, then I know without a shadow of doubt that my angel is here. And whatever is going on in front of me right now, this person getting on my nerves or, or this kid, right? 
They won't step kicking and screaming, looking like they got a, a devil that needs to be cast out, right? You say, you know what, Jesus? You're right here with me. You're in me. And you're on me. How do you want me to interact with this situation? Do I need to do something to change the atmosphere? Do I need to open up a window? Do I need to be a part of opening up something, Lord, in the spiritual realm that you can interact with? Do I need to close a window, you know? Whatever it might be. But our imagination has to go there right away. So every time we look at something, think about something, we're praying on something, we're coming to it with the total picture of what, what is already. So that we're not limited into our approaches of how we fix things, how we go about finding kingdom solutions, how we go about going into restoring community. Whatever it is we're doing, we got to understand that we're coming to this thing with a new fire, a new power, a new authority that we've ne never seen before. I believe it. You know, I'm witnessing some things now. I'm like, man, I never thought it. I'd see that. You know, I never think I never thought I would experience that in my life. You know, I've seen some things, you know, interesting things. They give me such great hope, you know, but we have to start looking for those things. I believe just also start seeing them. If that makes any sense, you will start to fixate on things that you start to want. I've wanted to buy a car, for instance. I started noticing, the, or you get a car. When you get a car, you notice every other car is just like your car, right? And it's like you're keyed in on it. Now, all these scientists and all these neurologists and these neurotheologists, it's a new area of thought that kind of think you can create some things in your realm. If you understand the way particles work, they only activate when they're looked at or interacted with. So we have to understand how much of this world are we really in control of? How much do, of this world do we understand? What are the laws of physics that we really operate in? Right? We have to start thinking about these things and sharing this knowledge. Because we, we will not help people break out into areas of freedom... If the strongholds and ways in which people are being captured and held captive are new and inventive themselves. We have to be just as smart, just as wise, right? Just as gentle. But there's something new brewing. There's a new activation. There's a new operation, right? A new wineskin for the same new wine. Right? He is the new one. He was crushed. He is a fruit. Right? He was crushed for our iniquities. Right? But what we really need is the incubation of all that in discipleship. And that's something that we miss. It's very important. And I think if we start discipling our children into understanding the truths about who we really are. We start that multiplication at home. We create that culture in our churches. And we start leaving a legacy that can stand the test of time, seasons, and ages. Meaning who we are is not tied to how much we have, 
the start we do or don't have, how much knowledge we have, the theological premises we can come up with, the seminary we did or didn't go to. All that has nothing to do with kingdom operation. Those are important tools and resources. But at the end of the day, when you need to follow and operate in what Jesus is calling you to, sometimes you got to pray and fast. Sometimes you got to hear and see. Sometimes you got to start with your knees. Touching heaven. All right. Thank you guys for listening. That was a rant. I love y'all. Thanks for being a part of the journey. Hit me up with questions. Submit comments any way you can. Like, subscribe, save, send, and share. Love y'all.